Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens and he's Dave Mulvaney and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? Doing great, Matt. How are you? Life is pretty good. Summer's off. Hell, summer's halfway over. The kids go to college in a couple of weeks if, if they're going to have school. Does not feel like it's halfway over here in Florida. It's hot. <laughs> All right, so we are on episode 83, Overcoming an Imposter Syndrome. What is imposter syndrome? Yeah, so that is good. So imposter syndrome is when you, you are very good at what you do and, and you've been doing it a long time or may or may not be doing it a long time. You're very good at what you do, but then sometimes you have this little voice in the back of your head that says, hey, you really know what you're doing. It's the self-doubt. It's the self-deprecation. It's the little voice in your head picking on you. And uh, it can show up in all different ways in your business, um, for sure. And it, it can even be... Um, this can even happen to, you could start out, let's say you just went to college and you're now a doctor. You've now got your medical degree. You went through your internship and you're in the hospital 20 years and you still think the people around you doubt your capabilities. That's imposter syndrome. It yep. comes in all shapes, sizes, and you were just going there where it yeah. starts in self-doubt. Yeah. It starts in self-doubt and it's, and it could be so, so we were talking about before we got online. So I just go into my own personal stories, right? So, so, and, it, and it's the self-doubt is, you know, for me, it happens before preparing for a client meeting, whether it be coaching meeting, an advisory meeting, a new business, a new prospect, right? And this is where people get into uh, what I call over-preparing. Oh gosh, they might ask me that question. So it used to be that you were afraid to get asked a question you didn't know the answer to, right? Hey, Dave might ask me about X, Y, Z, how to, you know, how we, the question we said was how do the return stock market do during presidential elections and presidential uh, Democrats, Republicans, right? And you go do the research and you get that answer, right? But it's also, what I do know, it's also okay to say, I don't know that answer, but I can go do research, right? It's okay to say, I don't know. I do know. That's one way to overcome imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome, you're afraid they're going to ask a question you don't know the answer to, okay? It is completely okay to say with full confidence, I don't know the answer, but I will find out, right? And that could be a shipping, you know, how long does it take to get the product? What type of guarantee is on the product? What happens if this, you know, XYZ and the product breaks and yada, how is, how long is the return policy? And you're the sales guy. You don't, you don't know, right? Well, I'm not sure, but I'm sure we'll be able to make it, you know, make it right. But I'll get the details for you, Mr. Johnson. Right. Well, sometimes it shows up in um, where you know the answer, but you may be afraid to give the right answer because you think that's going to scare them off too. Like you're in the financial, you, you're in the financial world. So somebody says, um, I want to put, okay, I'm just going to go out. Somebody says, I want to put my money in bonds. They don't need the money, whatever. And you want to tell them you're, sometimes you're afraid to tell them the truth. You don't want to do that. You don't need that money. That money's right. not going to make you any money, but you, you're afraid to be maybe not afraid. It's probably the wrong, but it's, it's this, this, this doubt that says, I don't want to be too assertive because I can run them off or, or they'll, they'll think I don't know what I'm doing or, or eat. Right. Or, or that's exactly right. Or articulate it well enough. Like yeah. there are things that you know in your business that I know in my business just because we've been doing this for 20 years. 
right? There's so much knowledge in your head. And that, that's uh, the definition of an expert. You just have to know more than the other guy across the table from you. That's the definition of an expert. And so everybody is an expert in something. That causes imposter syndrome. Oh my gosh, I don't know everything about X, Y, Z. Well, in order to be an expert, you just got to know more than the average person and then not be afraid to say, I don't know the answer to that, but I'll find out. I was trying to, you made me think of that movie with the, it was with Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks. Now, Tom Hanks was an investigator and DiCaprio okay. was this guy who was a fraudster. Yeah, catch me if you can. Yeah, and eventually when they finally caught him, they're like, you taught like at the university, you, you were a professor, how did you, how did you possibly know how to teach all those classes? He said, well, I didn't. I just had to be one chapter ahead of the, the students, which is very similar to what you just said is, yes. you know, a lot of times in life, that, that's it. But we're not, when you feel like you're an imposter, a lot of times you are light years ahead right. of where people, but because you are, you know, they say it's hard to read a, a bottle from inside the jar or hard to see the picture from inside the frame. Because you're inside the frame, you see all of these things that you may not know the answer to. But that's not even on anywhere near the surface for anyone else. Yeah. And yeah. so you, you, you give these, it usually comes in your self-talk, really, inside your head. That, that, yeah, that little voice. Where, that yeah. little voice that says, you don't know what you're talking about. Or, um, or they're going to find out you, you don't know what you're doing. You know, the right. voice is telling you. And right. that, that's where imposter syndrome comes in. And, you know, that I coach copywriting um, for Ray Edwards International students. And it's a big thing for copywriters. Often, some great copywriters, right. some really good ones that'll say, I just don't feel that qualified as a copywriter. I'm like, You've been doing this forever. Yeah, you're really good. But that's the thing is it never feels right when it's you. Right. But I think, I think this is weird. We were talking about this before. So the imposter syndrome is a normal thing, right? It is something. It's that voice inside your head. It's the self-doubt. But then you and I were talking about noticing it. The first thing is to admit that there's an issue and to notice it, right? So I was noticing personally that I, that I get this anxious before a meeting, a client meeting, a prospect meeting. But once the meeting starts, the pre presentation, maybe you get nervous before a presentation. But once the presentation starts, you know, I'm all good. I'm all, you know, gung-ho, ready to go. I'm all good. And so it's how do you manage that anxiety? It's like uh, there was a, I think we used this before. Uh, Tony Robbins had a story that he told about a woman who had stage fright, an entertainer woman who had stage fright, and an entertainer male who didn't have stage fright. And so I think the male was Bruce Springsteen. So he said, Bruce, how do you feel before you go on stage? And he says, my palms get sweaty and uh, my stomach hurts and I feel like we're going to throw up. And then right before the lights go out, I'm like, eh, it's game time, right? And then Tony is talking to this woman who um, has stage fright. Well, I forget what she was. Who? Or I don't think he mentioned her name. How do you feel? Well, right before the lights go up, my hands get sweaty and my stomach gets, and I feel like I'm about to go throw up and the lights are about to come on and I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> this is stage fright, I'm afraid. So the point was, the feeling was exactly the same for Bruce Springsteen, stage fright, but for him it just meant time to go. But for this 
other person, their interpretation was, I better be scared, right? And so as you look at it, it could be your own interpretation, your own self-talk, your own self-deprecation of, of the imposter syndrome of, maybe that's how everybody feels before a meeting. Maybe that's how everybody feels before a presentation. Everybody feels before they get on stage. But it's how you react, hey, I've done my homework, I've done the work, I've done the practice, I'm ready to go, right? Football players, who is there's some football player that might still throw up before the game starts, right? That it's like, he gets physically nauseous before a football game and he's like an all-star quarterback. Or well, Brett, like Brett Favre talks about uh, multiple times after like a long career, like he would be stepping out into the playoff games, playoff games, you know, it's not even Super Bowl yet. And he's throwing up in the locker room. Now, there this, you go. This is a guy whose experiences can be, but he knows he's on the big stage because playoffs, a lot more people watch. He doesn't want to screw up. This guy had the most yards, you know, the most touchdowns, all those things, also, also the most interceptions. But um, that's not – That's he. this was a guy who was well qualified to do his job. Now, right. you kind of said something of going back to something you said – when the meeting starts, and so I immediately when you said that, I was like, okay, that's a Napoleon Hill. Um, action cures fear. So we're, the, the title of this episode is Overcoming Imposter Syndrome. So I think one of the ways to overcome it is you've got to take action. So whatever you're facing at the time that makes you feel an imposter, yeah, like Bruce Springsteen, go time. That's where the action comes in and you got to get started. So um, you're never going to stop feeling like an imposter until you start in action of whatever it is you're afraid of. So right. that's, I think that's one way to overcome the imposter. I think that's fantastic. I think that's, that's pretty encompassing because your action could be to do homework. Your action could be to do prep work. Your action could be self-talk. Hey, I know I've worked hard in practice. I'm Brett Favre, for goodness sake. I've, I've been in playoff games before. I've been working hard at practice all week. Um, so it could be self-talk, but it, but I like what you said. Action could be all encompassing. It's to take action and maybe start the game early, right? Get going early, right? I went for a run this morning. I haven't been on a run in two weeks because we were at the beach and I didn't do any run at the beach. It's hot. Yeah, I did walking, but whatever. I hadn't been on a run. And so it's so funny how your body is like, oh, no, you don't want to run. This hurts. This aches. I got a weird twisted ankle. Oh, no, my knee hurts. Oh, my hip hurts, right? All that is self-talk for me. There's nothing wrong with me. I, have, I don't have any physical ailments, right? But even I have the imposter syndrome about going for a run because I haven't gone for a run in two weeks. And I'm, I, I can relate. I mean, yesterday I ran six. So I run usually 11 or 12 miles every week. And yesterday I'm on a six-mile run. And I'm, I'm a mile and a half in, and I'm questioning, am I going to make six today? It's hot. As, <laughs> and the only thing that's different is the temperature, the outside temperature. I'm going to sweat whether it's 50 out or whether it's 90 out. <laughs> it's just how long before it. But that's the point. Here, it doesn't matter how much you've done the same thing. Um, the action in, in the case of running, which is really, I think, one of it's one of the tougher sports because – it becomes a complete battle to keep going. Mental battle. That's mental exactly battle. Right. It's not the physical. It's truly mental. And the, the mental can break down the physical to where the physical can't go anymore. It's all mental. And, and it's the same thing on the, 
on the playing field of life, if you will, if you're, you're facing a, you got a client, um, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to a book and it's called um, Flip the Script. It's by a guy named Orrin Klaff. And in the book, he talks about how he would um, literally prepare him and his partner if they were trying to raise money, like big amounts, $25 million, he had a big sale or whatever. They would prepare so in depth that when the stage hit, see, they knew they were on a stage way beyond what they're capable of. So, so they, they actually believe that, okay, I'm on a stage. So what's the worst that could happen? I lose the deal, right? Well, that would suck. But if you prepare, so their action, like you said, was preparing for every single thing. And then they, he comes up with this, uh, this like 250 word speech to, to get in, like the, to get into the head of everybody around him to say, I'm on the same level as you. We're expert. We're both experts. And so that the preparation for that, we're on the same level. It's a pretty cool chapter in the book when he talks about that. Same thing here is you've got these clients, you do, that are have multi, multi millions of dollars. And, and because they have that much, you for some reason may not think you're on the same level. And that's, we know that's not the case because you handle a lot more money than any one client has. <laughs> well, and it's also, it's the idea of, like you said, uh, the imposter syndrome for me could be, I know all this stuff, but where's the article to back it up? Do you see what I'm saying? For me, it's almost like, well, there's, I, I know I've seen the chart with presidential elections and how the market does and, and, and how the market does in Democrats and Republicans. Fortunately, nowadays we got, you know, Google it, right? But so a lot of times it's almost like, I know I know that. I know I've seen that because I've been in this business for 20 some odd years. It's in there. I, I'm a finance nerd for God's sakes. I know, I know a bunch about a bunch of stuff, right? If anything, I have trouble finding the sources because I've kind of uh, osmosis collected it over time, right? So, yeah, and you're really good about like, you're constantly sending articles on Forbes and the various different- I, I read all the time. Yeah, yeah. so that's the, that's the, um, you're over-prepared, but yet I guess you still have that, and so do I. I mean, I talked about yeah. it earlier. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm in the process of starting a new product, not necessarily a new company, but a new product and launching that. And when I'm with my marketing team, it's like everything feels just so right. But before I get on those calls, I'm nervous. I'm like, am That's I- That's our stage fright. Maybe yeah. the imposter syndrome is the stage fright, right? That's my version of the stage fright. And I just, you got to, there was a, so strategic coach, we talked about that and Dan Sullivan, strategic coach. And actually I was on a call earlier today with strategic coach. And one of the points that, that they brought up today, Dan brought up is being an entrepreneur has ups and downs. Like it just does. We're going through COVID right now and some people's business is doing uh, worse than others and some are doing better. But the first thing to do is to acknowledge it. You're an entrepreneur, a roller coaster is normal. You know, we were talking about some of the other businesses you've been involved in and that I've been involved in in the past. They're all roller coasters. They all, uh, none of them are smooth rides, right? We've been through the 08, 9, 10 recession, right? The, right? And so the first thing to do is, is overcoming imposter syndrome could be, when have I overcome an obstacle in the past, right? And so 
this this COVID for me is not nearly as big a deal as it was uh, the 08, 9, 10. I was worried about Bank of America going under and not being open tomorrow, right? Yeah. This is like not discounting the the, the, the sickness. I'm just saying as a the financial system was collapsing in 8, 9, and 10. That's not happening now. We'll still have access to our money. It's a different crisis, not as severe. Well, so it could be that you just acknowledge that we have volatility and remember a time that you closed the sale last time. Remember the time that you prep for a meeting. Remember the presentation you give that's awesome. So, so my point was maybe it's just prep work is really just recalling when you were successful in the past. So, you know, it's funny you brought up Dan Sullivan because it, it brought me back to, okay, so we're, again, we're talking about overcoming imposter syndrome. So before you have capability, okay, well, you know, capability happens, it creates confidence, right? When you're capable of doing something, but before you're going to have capability, you've, you've got to have this courage. And that I, I'm, I'm trying to think of the four yeah, C's. It's the four C's. So it's yeah. the four C's and it's, and it's, um, uh, the four C's, what is it? Courage, commit. Commitment. So yeah, the commitment, commitment comes first. Commitment yeah. comes first. I've got this imposter. I got a customer. I got this. I got that. So the commitment comes first. I, I believe there's there's a D in there. You, you make a decision one before the commitment. You make a decision you're going to do something. Then you commit to it. Then then you have to have the courage to go after it. Because if you don't, you get nowhere. Once you have the courage to go after it, then you start to become capable. And once you're capable, then you have confidence. And then you got to go do it all over again. And I think that's why imposter syndrome. Everything in life is a repeating cycle. Is, did I go in the right order? Is that the you in the right order? I was gonna say the four C's are uh, commitment. So you got to commit. Uh, courage, the courage to do it, and he had an example of that, and then capability, and then confidence. Yeah. So the idea and the, all kinds of examples he talks about. So the commitment is, you know, I'm not ready to run a marathon today, but if I commit to running a marathon for Thanksgiving, right, that would be my commitment. Now the courage is. We're going we're gonna to do it. I've, I've put it out there. I've committed to it. And then the capability is what, then what do I do? I put together a running plan, a running strategy. And then I feel confident, you know, after I've run the race, right? Yeah. That, hey, I did my homework and I just finished the marathon or half marathon, whatever it is. That's just a great example of, I may not be capable of running that today, but if I commit to doing it, I can come up with a plan and follow the plan and, and, and make it happen. And then the confidence, what, what the people, the mistake people make is I, I'll wait till I feel confident in my business. I'll wait till I feel confident in the market. I'll wait till I feel confident in the economy, right? That's not the first step. The first step is committing, deciding what you're going to do, right? Or yes, or they get to where a level of success. And in order to reach the next level of success that is in their mind, they don't want to go back through the cycle. Because that can be a tough cycle, you know. That commitment, courage, um, uh, courage, uh, capability, and confidence. Capability and confidence. Yeah, I mean, but I could. I was forget I capability. But it's that. It's that going back through the cycle. Um, I've I've heard it said. Well, I heard it said. It happens with athletes. They come up through little league, and they they have to go back through this cycle to go into like JV baseball. Or, or whatever sport. Sure, sure. You move to the in next order level. To, 
in order to make the next level, they got to go through this same cycle again. In order to go to college, you got to do it again. And many, and many reasons, that's why people don't go to the big leagues because they can't make continue the cycle because mentally they feel like they're an imposter every time they enter the next level because they're moving up. And right. so that's how we are in the business world, right? You move up, you got more clients, bigger clients, all these things. And so each time you're going for something bigger, it, you're, you're, you're challenged more. Maybe that would be the fifth C is the challenge is, can I go through that again? And that's and, a great, that's a great, I've, I've had that on the opposite side of actual business owners who, who had success in life and, and now they're, you know, older and not sure they can do it again. Not sure they want to do it again. Right. And that's, that's a very similar analogy. Hey, they built several businesses. Uh, they got an idea to start another one. They're not sure they, they want to commit to doing it or they lost their money, but they're afraid to start again, even though they've had success three or four times in the past. Yeah. And that's very, and so these are all, <laughs> we just went through a lot of ways to overcome imposter syndrome, but you know, I think it has to, it, it's rooted in a couple of things. Like initially we talked about fear, fear being one of them. I think there's some worry in there and worry I think comes from a couple of places. Worry is a fear. It's a type of fear, but worry comes from, I think failures in the past. Like um, I've, I've, I've had some things in the past and I don't want that to happen or fear of something in, that like in the future, not having enough and all of these things. So worry enters and worry. There's, I don't believe there's anything positive that could ever come from worry. So um, Dale Carnegie, one of his second best selling books is how to stop worry and start living. I think is what it is. Great okay. book. And in there, he talks about how really all worry is, is it's not based in today. Yes. And like you said, when you get to work and you start doing the, the preparation, well, when you're doing preparation, you're preparing, you're, you are preparing in a way for the future, but you can only focus on it today. Yes. So when you, when you live today and give your all today, you don't have to worry about tomorrow and you don't have to worry about yesterday. It's, it, it eliminates all worry. And, that, and that's, I think, so part of overcoming imposter syndrome is trying to eliminate worry about yesterday or tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times they talk about the, the anticipation is worse than the event itself. Yeah. Right. So, and, and along those same lines, that's exactly, you're worrying about it, which is wasted time and wasted energy because your body doesn't know that you're worrying about it. Your body is feeling the anxiety as if you're going through the tragic event right now. Exactly. Right? It doesn't know time. Your body doesn't know anxiety is past, present, or future. Anxiety is always the present, right? So if you're worried about the meeting, you're worried about the run, you're worried about the whatever, right? My mother, who's a worries wart, right? My mother's a worry wart. And it's like, you're just making stuff up to worry about, right? You, you know, I'm healthy. My sister's healthy. All your grandkids are healthy. You, you and your husband, you know, my dad, they're all, you guys are doing great. I, what else do you have to worry about? You're worried about COVID? Don't go outside. You're worried about riots? Don't go outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, you're worrying about stuff that you can't control. You're worried about stuff that you can't, um, well, control or influence, right? So in our world, in the financial world, we always say, 
you know, we're control what you can control, right? What can you control in the finance world? You can control your expenses, right? your spending and your income and your expenses, right? And, and your savings, right? Business, what can you control? You can't, you can't control COVID, but you can control your expenses. You can control your revenue or what you're doing for your marketing to increase. Your marketing, your sales. Sure. Yeah, your marketing, your sales and getting the job done and your systems and processes control with what you can control. You can't anticipate, you know, if we come out of COVID or not come out of COVID. The idea would be, what can I do right now to be successful? Well, there's a perfect example. Okay. So um, maybe you, the, this year's let, 2020 started, but really around, if I remember, it was in December. Everybody was talking about how Tesla was going to be going out of business. They were, they were going broke. And then, like, not too many months ago, wasn't, he, wasn't it the biggest company on the planet? So oh, yeah. you know, six months ago, there's, or you know, seven months ago, they're saying the company's going to go broke, and all of a sudden, it's the biggest company on the planet. Now, what if Elon Musk in last December did nothing but worry over the next right. six months? Right. It didn't change what the investors were going to do. It didn't change what the market was going to do. We're, what do they say? Uh, worry doesn't fix tomorrow. It only steals uh, today. today. And, and so it, it's the, I think the two biggest things to overcoming imposter syndrome, there, there may be, I think there's three. Uh, eliminating fear and, and worry are, are really the two areas of over and, and taking action. Those are probably the three areas, I guess you would say, to, because taking action is going to eliminate the other two, fear and worry. Yeah. yeah. I'll even, like for me, overcoming imposter syndrome after talking like this, it's, it's almost just like two things, right? For me, it would be, think of a time you've been successful in the past in a similar situation, right? So client meeting, a sales meeting, a, a long run, Whatever it is, there, surely there had to be something that's similar that you've been successful at in the past. That kind of pumps you up mentally, right? Maybe eliminates fear and worry, right? So pump yourself up by remembering a time that you were successful in the past. And then two would be, let's take action. Let's do something. Like for, for me, that would be, okay, and then we're going to do something. We've prepped the meeting or it's time for the meeting to start, right? But remembering the success. So how do we make it through the last financial crisis? How do we do it in eight, nine, and 10? Boom. Okay. How are we going to do it in COVID? Well, I've already done it once before. I know we can do it again. Um, there's, uh, I forget who this is. This might be Dan Sullivan. I can't remember, but it's the same thing that says, whatever business you're in, you were probably more successful today than you were five years ago. And so you might've already doubled the business once before, twice before. Go back and remember, you know, how hard it was or how <laughs> concerned you were at the time. And oh my gosh, you're you're more successful today than you were yesterday, right? You don't. Yeah. When you were 20, you didn't. Oh, who was it? It was some podcast I was listening to that says, uh, you know, you got you, when you're 20, you don't know anything, and you don't know you don't know anything. Yeah. And then you're in your 40s and your 50s, and you're like, you know that you're smarter than you were when you're in your 20s. You just know it, right? But you we still don't know. <laughs> but you still don't know anything, right? And well, I know when we were in your 50s or 60s, you're smarter than you're in your 40s, and so. Uh, part of that is the acknowledgement of is we're continually improving, right? So I got kind of sidetracked, but I- but No, but that's true. And, uh, and by the way, when you're in your 60s, nobody thinks you know anything. And, and you probably have, <laughs> well, then you probably you're have more experience than, than, somebody, than somebody in their 20s. Yet the 20-year-old people aren't going to think the person in their 60s know anything. And so, um, 
But the one more thing about worry, uh, I yeah. think it was Dan Sullivan who said, you know, when you're worried about something, you look at what's the worst that could happen, what's the best that could happen, and then what's likely to happen. And if you can live with what's the worst that could happen, then 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 the worry's gone. If you right. if you allow yourself to accept the worst that could happen, so let's say you got cancer, what's the worst that could happen? You could die. Right. If you can start to accept that right off the bat, then you can probably live a much better life because that's the worst that can happen. Right. So even even if it's not just business, I mean, these worries, these things, imposter syndrome comes up. Uh, you, I mean, if you had cancer, you could say, well, I'm not the type of person that could overcome cancer. Well, that's going to cause you to worry. So right. um, when you when you get to that that worrying, what's the worst that can happen? What's the best that could happen? What's likely to happen? That's pretty good. Well, this was a good one. So overcoming imposter syndrome, uh, take action, recall when you've been successful in the past, get rid of, you know, fear and worry. That's kind of the, what I'm taking from our conversation here. Yeah. I didn't know we were going to go there, but there we were. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, these are the kind of stuff that we discuss in our mastermind group. Uh, if you want to apply to our mastermind group, Matt at profitabilitymd.com, Dave at profitabilitymd.com. You can find us on our YouTube channel, ProfitabilityMD. Right, you can find us on profitabilitymd.com and this podcast anywhere podcasts are sold. <laughs> and yeah, or given away. And our YouTube channel is also find us at profitabilitymd. So, uh, if you're interested in the mastermind, it's not every, everyone's accepted. We do have an interview. Want to make sure you're on the same page as us. Uh, when I say same page, doesn't mean you're at the same level. Don't be. Don't worry about imposter syndrome here. Uh, we just want to make sure that. Um, you're heading in 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 upward direction, and that you really want to use your business to um, to either start a business or use your business to propel yourself to build wealth um, with your business. And that's what you know we want to help you um, work with you to do that. And a and a mastermind is one of the best places to do that. So perfect. All right, buddy. All right, Matt. We'll talk Have soon. Take care.